Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your confidence coach, specializing in communication and personal transformation. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, but rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Welcome to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. Today's episode is inspired by mm, some patterns that I've been noticing as I have been focusing more of my attention on the communication skills of other people and the types of social interactions that I've been having and just general just general things that I've been noticing and some feedback that I would like to share based on some lessons that I've learned and some insight that I've gained over the last little while. And today I want to talk about the three types of I don't know. And to give you a little bit of context, I used to be a very reactive person. And this manifested as me being overly expressive in my body language. So I make really grand gestures and really obvious gestures as to mm, responses that insinuated how I was feeling. And I would give into knee-jerk reactions during conversation. So if someone said something that was surprising to me, it'd be very obvious that I found it surprising based on my facial expressions and like how I used my hands while talking or if something upset me, it'd be very plainly painted on my face, you know, stuff like that where, you know, I didn't give myself any space to take in what people were really saying and just gave into the first automatic response that came to me. And I used to think that this was my way of genuinely connecting during conversation, you know, by being engaging and giving my giving my true reactions to things. But I eventually found myself having meaningless connections that lacked any sort of depth and saying things that didn't actually reflect how I felt. And I found myself conversing through my automatic reactions instead of my thoughtful responses. And it was after I cultivated the skill of allowing myself space during social interactions, which is basically patience with myself, 
that I began to notice other people doing what I was once guilty of. And one of those things is what I call I don't know syndrome. And I've heard other people talk about this too. I did not coin this term, but I definitely resonate with this title. And so I'm choosing to call it I don't know syndrome as well. So let me ask you, how often do you say the phrase, I don't know? I used to use this phrase as a knee-jerk reaction to any question that I wasn't prepared to answer in the immediate moment, because maybe I was busy with something else and was being interrupted by someone, or I was distracted or uninterested in the question. I don't know became a crutch for my impatient demeanor to lean on. And it was like a permission slip to avoid the discomfort of exploring alternative thoughts. If you find yourself having conversations that you later on regret because you say things you don't mean, or if you feel like you have to re- you have to react to people immediately, then by the end of this episode, you're going to have a different perspective that will hopefully grant you the space that you need to have more meaningful connections and ditching the regret. I believe that there are three types of I don't know, and I'm going to walk you through what each of them are and some helpful tips to avoid using them so that you can begin to speak your truth with confidence and establish more those more meaningful connections through your conversations and social interactions. So the first I don't know type is the reaction. It's the automatic response to questions that we find uninteresting, questions that are interrupting us when we are doing something important and require an answer right away, or it's the avoidance of in-depth thought. So say you're in the middle of working on a project and your partner comes up to you and asks you, what would you like for dinner tonight? And you're annoyed that he, she, or they is interrupting you but you know that they want an answer, but you can't give them your attention at that moment because you're busy. So you say, I don't know, and carry on with what you're doing. This results in both participants being frustrated because you were interrupted in the task at hand and your partner wanted an answer so they could make plans for dinner. But this is avoidable, this frustration, this disconnection, this is avoidable. Instead of saying, I don't know, you know, that automatic response to this, to this sort of scenario, you could instead say, honey, I'm in the middle of something really important right now. I don't have an answer for you, but if you can wait until my next opportunity to take a break, then I will be happy to discuss it and give you my full attention. This is a perfectly acceptable response. And if your partner, if your partner can't accept that, then that's a boundaries concern. You know, they're not respecting your space that you that you need space to complete what it is that you're doing. It's obviously really important to you. And you've taken the time to politely tell them, you know, in not so many direct words, like, hey, this is a boundary that I'm having. Can you please give me some space? Then that's a whole other topic is that you need to set more clear boundaries with your partner. But this is how my partner and I communicate with each other, my partner, Jeremy. This is how we communicate with each other. And we are constantly growing closer and closer together because we are learning more and more how the other person needs space to communicate effectively. And we understand that sometimes the other person really needs that space and that 
that space or those boundaries really need to be honored. And when you honor that part of yourself, you, like you yourself, when you honor that part within yourself that needs space, you demonstrate and guide others to do the same. This is what confidence does for you. It not only powers you, empowers you, but it empowers and guides others to with how they should treat you too. The way that you treat yourself is how that other people will um, will be guided to treat you in the same. So the second, I don't know. This is the one of a closed mindset. It's the I don't know that you use when you feel un- unsafe. Now, this is probably going on unconsciously, of course. You probably don't recognize in the moment that it's going on unconsciously or else you probably wouldn't say this type of I don't know. But it's when you feel unsafe or fear what will happen if you give yourself permission to explore alternative forms of thinking because it's out of your comfort zone. When I think of this kind of I don't know, it actually brings me back to my high school math class. I struggled with math in school, like hard. (laughs) Yes, it's true that I found it very difficult, math, but I was also apathetic towards the subject. I had zero interest in furthering my knowledge. I was doing it, I was taking math because it was compulsory and I knew that it was really important for me to have math if I wanted to take any form of higher education. So math was important, but definitely apathetic towards it. So when it came to my dad helping me with my math homework, he would ask me, you know, something along the lines of this. I don't know how he worded it exactly, but he would, you know, ask me in such a way, how do you get the value of x in this equation? And I would always answer, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I didn't know the answer, of course, or else I wouldn't have been needing his help, right? But immediately answering with I don't know in this way, I also closed myself off from the possibility of even having a chance of figuring it out. This is the closed-minded part. I heard this notion recently. My grandma actually sent me a picture. She was staying in a cabin and someone had written this on the wall. And um, she sent it to me because she found it profound and I agree with her. Um, And it said that we too often enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. And going back to math... My opinion was, math is stupid, I don't want to learn it. Rather than exploring the idea that if I grant myself some patience, I might be able to figure it out. Ooh, crazy, right? (laughs) But I took the easy route and I gave my impatience a permission slip to control my responses or as I would more accurately say, my reactions. In a world in which we have access to information so quickly, we are conditioning ourselves to behave the same way in social contexts. We don't give ourselves space to come up with thoughtful, truthful responses that come from our higher selves. Instead, they're coming from our egos. And I really do think this comes from a society that wants it all 
right now. We use this type of I don't know, the closed-minded type, because we formulate these hard-pressed opinions on matters based on one-time occurrences or one-sided pieces of information that we receive and allow that to instill beliefs or its feelings that we have. And we close ourselves off to alternative possibilities. We close ourselves off to expansion. This type of I don't know is your unconscious way of closing yourself off to growth. It's what keeps you playing small. It denies taking responsibility for your own sense of lack. It prevents you from obtaining knowledge and it's self-sabotage. This type of I don't know is coming from your ego, like I said before. Your ego's job is to keep you safe and away from danger. So it does have it does have importance to it and it play and it certainly plays uh, an important role, but unfortunately, this can also manifest as keeping you in the confinement of your comfort zone. And I hate to break the hard truth to you, but growth and synchronicity, serendipity, that does not happen in the comfort zone. And this is how you find yourself living and this and if you close yourself off to to growth and synchronicities and, and serendipity, then you close yourself off to experiencing a life in alignment and that is true to your higher self. Saying I don't know in this context gives you mental claustrophobia. It's when you don't allow anything into your mental space that challenges your I don't know that could actually potentially turn into a now I know. But what if you took a deep breath before you responded? What if you were patient with yourself and instead gave yourself space to respond in a way that actually exhibited your true feelings? So back to the math stuff with my dad. Instead of saying, I don't know, I could have said, listen, dad, I'm lacking clarity on how this equation works. Can you please explain it to me from a different perspective that might lead me to an understanding? That would be a demonstration of me taking responsibility for my own inabilities and allowing space for myself to grow. What a concept, right? Now, imagine how different your life would be if you did that all the time you didn't have an answer. Hmm, interesting stuff, hey? Now let's move on to the third kind of I don't know. The third kind is completely different from the others. This kind of I don't know comes from your higher self and suggests an openness to magic. I love this kind of I don't know, and it's the only one that I endeavor to use. This is the I don't know that you use when you truly do not know the answer to a question or you truly don't have a solution to a problem, but, 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 big but. You are open to the opportunities of magic that the universe or source or God or whoever you believe in can provide to you. This is the I don't know that I use when I ask myself, how on 
earth are you going to accomplish every goal you set out for yourself this month? And my response to myself is, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm excited for all of the possibilities of how I can welcome it into my life. This is the type of I don't know that is surrender, peaceful surrender. It releases the how. There's something so liberating in releasing the how. It's, it leaves margin for the magic of manifestation. Embracing this kind of I don't know is how we foster faith, my friends. This is how we build confidence. This is how we learn to trust ourselves and trust the universe. That if we always strive to live in alignment alignment with the highest version of ourselves, we will always be taken care of and miracles will happen. It's the kind of attitude that says, I don't wish for miracles, I expect them. And because I am a giving person with a generous heart and I always give back to the collective, I will be rewarded with miracles, through miracles. And I am telling you this out of integrity. This is this type of I don't know is literally how I live my life. I know what I want to achieve, but I don't always know how it's going to happen. I don't have a plan. I I mean, I've got like some kind of like guided steps that I might take to get there, but things change and I know that things don't happen with a straightened arrow. It's always windy and wavy and you just got to allow for shit to happen. <laughs> but I never allow that uncertainty to to rain on my parade. And over and over and over again, miracles happen in my life. But they only happen when I surrender and simply allow the process to happen and I release the how. Now I'm about to share with you something that it's, it's kind of scary for me to talk about because this is a really taboo subject and I know that it might ruffle some feathers and it might trigger, it might trigger some people, but for the people that need to hear this and that are here for a specific reason listening to this podcast, this is for you. And so I'm not going to allow my... I'm not going to allow the taboo make me feel insecure about the topic and allow that insecurity to be projected on other people. So I'm just going to go for it and I'm just going to talk about it. At the time of this recording, about four or five weeks ago, I was doing some reflective journaling through a manifestation course that I'm taking. And in the area of financial health, I put that I was at a four out of 10 for satisfied and felt like me and my family had like no wiggle room in our money and that we were only we were only taking in enough to cover our bills. And I wrote that in order for me to believe that manifestation is real, something that I can use as a tool, that I would need to see a $10,000 month for our income. 
And that's a big number, right? At least in my circle of friends and in my social groups and in my family, this is a big ass number, a number that I hadn't ever seen before. But I shit you not, my friends, four to five weeks later, it happened. I'm not going to get into the details of how because that's against the point that I'm trying to make. But the point is that I released the how and simply allowed things to play out the way that they may and left room for miracles to happen. And sure enough, they did. I set the intention that I wanted to see a 10,000K month. And what happened was my unconscious mind took that as an instruction and sought out solutions to bring this manifestation to fruition. And I opened myself up to all of the possibilities of where I can earn income from. And I track my income. So this is how I know that I, I, I earn this much money. And it my income doesn't look like the average person's income when it comes to, you know, where it comes from. Like, when I look at my list, I have income from 20 different places. You know, it's some money from from a ritual that I did and it's some money from a client that I took or I sold um, something out of the garage. Like it's money from all of these different possibilities and I'm not just closing myself off to the possibility of only receiving income from a job. I'm open to multiple streams of income and when you open yourself up wide enough, you'd be amazed at how income can find its way to you. And money money is such a taboo topic. There is shame in our society for earning lots of money because we see people with lots of it doing bad things. And we therefore put the stigma on all people with money that they will do bad things. So much so that Even if I told you that I devotedly give away 10% of all of my earnings, I would likely still be shamed because it's interpreted as me bragging about how charitable I am. Ooh, look at me giving away 10% of my earnings. Well, I'm not bragging. I'm simply demonstrating to you that good people do good things with money. And this is something I learned from other wealthy people. I know I'm not the only one that does this. And I think it's important to end this stigma around people having money because I really do believe that good people do good things with money and I'd like to lead by example and not come from a place of 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 flashiness like oh look what I can do it's like no I look what I'm doing so that I can empower other people and look what you can do too I want to show you what's possible Money is a tool. It's a tool that amplifies who you are. Good people do good things with money and bad people do bad things with money. And with money comes influence. So naturally, the bad people are going to have a light shined on them and therefore we see the bad things that they do with their money. And then we also berate the good people for not doing enough with their money. Money can't make decisions for itself. So why do we shame people for earning so much of it? Well, I think it's because perception is projection and we know deep down that we aren't making good choices with our own money 
And that's a hard pill to swallow. And that's something that I had to accept in myself. And that's where this this is coming from. It's because that's a lesson I had to learn for myself. Okay, I realize that I went on a little bit of a tangent here, but money is something that I'm going to be talking more about on the podcast because I know that the reason we as a collective are struggling with money is because we aren't confident in who we need to become in order to maintain that kind of wealth. We don't believe that we are the type of person who has the capacity to hold on to wealth and therefore self-sabotage by finding ways to get rid of it. We, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting myself worked up talking about this because admittedly I'm a little nervous about talking about money, but I know that with practice and just getting my message out there, it's going to be easier and easier for me to talk about it more. And I, I really believe that we are a collective that's lacking worthiness and that worthiness translates to how we manage our money and how we seek out solutions to obtaining our money. And coming soon, because like I said, I want to get more comfortable talking about money and I want to I want to I want to fucking eliminate the taboo about money. We all deserve abundance. I believe that if you are listening to this podcast that you are a good person and that if you had wealth and simply believe that you were worthiness of wealth, that you would do good things with your money. So coming soon, I'm going to do a money mindset series on the podcast to help you confidently claim your worthiness of abundance. Anyways, (laughs) thank you for listening to my TED talk about money. (laughs) But back to the I don't knows. Wow, that was quite a detour. (laughs) But um, I feel really good about, I feel really good about that. And I'm, I actually feel relieved now that I have mm, put it out there. That I want to talk about money because money is important. It's it it represents an energetic exchange and it's something that we use on the 3D physical plane. And as much as I wish that we didn't need money to to obtain the things that we want just to just to live, you know, I don't necessarily believe in capitalism. It is something that that our society uses and I have to accept that that's what we use and that that's not going to change in my generation so going with the flow of the money and if that's the way that things are then I want to I want to help you deconstruct your beliefs about money and how we can earn it with confidence okay again back to the I don't know (laughs) I want to leave you with a challenge I challenge you to eliminate the first two I don't knows from your vocabulary and embrace the third. Now that I have guided you to be aware of I don't know syndrome, you're going to find it hard not to notice how much you use this phrase as a crutch. Pay attention to your language. Your language not only describes your reality, but it also determines it. You would be surprised how much more confident you would feel with these very simple tweaks I walked you through in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you found 
value in today's episode. I am really looking forward to all that is to come on this podcast. I'm really feeling like an energetic shift within myself and I know that I'm going to really continue pumping out the good stuff. So if you really enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to screenshot it and share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag me at confidently.amber. Um, and I'm still offering that free guided meditation. So if you want to do that, please uh, feel free to leave a review, subscribe, screenshot that and email it to amber at confidentlyu.ca. But um, yeah, that's all for today. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.